This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. We have the backs of our friends and we hold our enemies to account. And, you know, whether it's Ukraine or Israel, we take care of them because it's about freedom and we can never stop fighting for freedom. There is that popular strain and a lot of MAGA that wants the Ukraine gravy train financially and otherwise to stop. And even there's a growing Republican consent, not consensus, but growing Republican support to say, wait a minute, checks and balances here. What are we doing giving all this money to Ukraine? Where do you come down on the money, on the, on the military, uh, whether it be fighter jets, X, Y, and Z? Biden was slow to the take. Yeah. He should have given Ukraine what they needed right when this started, and we'd be in a totally different place right now. This isn't a war about Ukraine. This is a war about freedom. And I don't think we need to put troops on the ground. I don't think we need to write them blank checks. But they have the passion to fight for their own freedom. Give them the ammunition to do it. Get with our NATO allies and say, hey, we're not the only ones. You've got to do it, too. And let them win this fight. But I'll tell you what, if they win this fight, you won't hear anything from Russia, China or Iran. If they lose this fight, Russia's not going to stop at Ukraine. They're going to go into Poland and the Baltics and we've got a world war on our hands. We have to make sure we send a message to every enemy that if you mess with our friends, you're messing with us and you don't want to do that. And, and that, therefore, is America first, in essence. It is taking is care saying. of America because we're preventing wars. Bottom line is there's a lot mounting evidence and research that shows that these vaccines might not be as safe as, as a lot of people once thought. What is your view on what's happening in terms of vaccine safety? I mean, they, they scared people into thinking they had to get a vaccine. They scared uh, people into thinking they had to close schools. They scared businesses into shutting down. And all they did was make our country more unhealthy because they didn't allow people to live. At the end of the day, if a small business wants to open, they should have the freedom to open. And if a customer wants to walk in that business, they should have the freedom to walk in there. If parents want their children to go to school, they should be able to send them. And the child shouldn't have to be in a mask to do that. Because guess what? Elementary school kids learn by facial expressions. And now you see all of these mental health challenges that we have okay. for so many okay. of our children. And it's because Please of make all... It stop. Um... She's going to be my new Mika. Um, we got so much to get through today. We've kind of reorganized the show. It's Friday, 17 February, the year of our Lord, 2023. We've got a huge block that we're going to go to. Uh, we've got uh, Pedro Gonzalez, Nick Sortor, and Michael Patrick Leahy on East Palestine, Ohio. We're going to get to that here shortly. But I had to start. Uh, and by the way, just for Nikki, we'll get to her vax maybe sometime later in the second hour. Uh, but, you know, she used to send out invitations, I think, to her book launch where you had to show proof of vax. I'll put that up later. You had to show proof of vax to get into the book launch. Proof of vax. 
So don't, don't give me the happy talk on Vax. That, that's all neoliberal, neocon stuff. I want to bring in uh, Ben Harnwell. Uh, ben, you've been on top of, first off, the, the Munich arms dealers meeting. The, 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 let me say it a different way. And what a lovely town. What a lovely town to put it in, Munich, right, with so many great memories from Munich of the 20th century. What a better place. What better place to have the arms bazaar orgy uh, than, uh, you know, the guys are beating uh, plowshares into swords, right, just selling the world, nothing but the, the, the arms dealers, the profiteers, the war, warmonger profiteers, because everybody's over there. And now that John McCain has uh, gone through this veil of tears, you got the Lindsey Grahams, you got, and you got Kamala Harris gave an interview. She actually come across as dumber and less informed than Nikki Haley, if that's possible. And remember when you hear Nikki Haley there with all the happy talk and the, it's all about freedom. Um, this is her wheelhouse. Remember, the, the, the national security is supposed to be her wheelhouse. Uh, ben Harnwell, uh, put it in perspective. We had Zelensky, and we're, as we're getting these cuts because they're coming in hot. So we got Denver uh, working overtime with our crack team here in the nation's capital. Zelensky just gave that interview in, um, to BBC, uh, and he's going to do a video here it, to, um, to uh, Munich that uh, on the day that finally the mainstream media has realized they got to catch up with War Room, they're calling it a winter offensive. It started, and they're pounding them on, I don't know, a four or 500-mile front. Zelensky goes, no land for peace. Absolutely no. There is no deal on the table. He will not sit down and negotiate that they've got to get back the eastern uh, provinces, uh, Donbass and the other provinces and Crimea. 100 percent return of that. Ben Harnwell, your, your perspective on, on Munich and what you're hearing coming out of there. Well, it's um, really you've given me the challenge, Steve, of tying all these strands together because they certainly do belong together. Well, Zelensky, all he's doing is following through on the lead that the West have given him, and they've reiterated it innumerable, innumerable times that this war ends when he wants it to end, um, on under the terms that he wants. They've given him that unilateral control, and therefore uh, he has no reason whatsoever. To, to think about the negotiating table. Um, that will only change when the West says, we don't have any more resources to send you, President Zelensky. You're going to have to sit down and talk. Um, until that happens, he's going to carry on. There's no reason, no incentive for him to, um, to, to stop. Um, and that's really okay. what Munich is about. But, 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 um, hang, but, but hang on, hang, hang on one second. Hang, hang on one second. I want to make sure the audience understands. Now, that's where you come in, audience, because this is all on Morning Mika all morning. They've talked about the uh, the populist right, the MAGA right, the Trump movement right uh, in the Republican Party that is starting to r rise up and say absolutely not one more penny uh, for Ukraine. And by the way, we've got to audit every every piece of cash we sent over there. Fox News reported yesterday. Two hundred billion dollars. Fox News, two hundred billion dollars in in cash, humanitarian aid. Basically, we're paying for their GDP. We're putting, I think, five billion dollars in a month to get to gap it. Plus arms, plus arms. So two hundred billion is either money already there or commitments through this year. Two hundred billion dollars already. The, the 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 key here is we're shutting this down, and you, the audience, are the ones shutting it down. You're the peacemakers, because peace has to come, or the Ukrainian people, this is immoral, the Ukrainian people will be destroyed. Continue on, Ben, I particularly want to tie together, the, the, a political had a lead story this morning, Europe, the EU is no longer afraid of Bannon, 
Okay, they were afraid of Bannon in 19, but they ain't afraid now. I got news for you. You should be 10 times more afraid now. We'll get into that. But at the same time, there's a huge story, Ben Harnwell, that says that what they're really talking about is the trillion dollars they're going to put in to rebuild. The construction business is about to explode in Ukraine because all they're talking about is rebuilding the country and all the all the big construction, international construction companies making making tons of money. Connect those dots for me, Brother Harnwell. I mean, let me say at the top, Harnwell is the cynic. I'm actually the idealist. I come across as harder, but I've actually got a soft heart. Ben Harnwell's got that. He's that. He's got that beady-eyed Englishman, right? That that's always <laughs> in the in the counting room. <laughs> he's so he may live in Rome and and go in all the great churches, but he's he's a cynic at heart. Ben Harnwell, the floor is yours. Well, uh, I don't know how, to, how I can live up, Steve, to that introduction. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the thing is, look, I am a libertarian. I've been a libertarian for a number of decades. I am now, thanks to my long familiarization with your thought, a libertarian with Bannonite characteristics. But fundamentally, when I see the government doing something, I think it's a grift. Uh, and all they're going to try to do is take, my, uh, take the euros out of my wallet one way or another. Um, and I view everything I see, everything, any activity government does, I see it through that lens. So when I see, uh, oh, by the way, um, my view of our, of our political leadership, as I've indicated on a number, number of occasions, these people are sociopaths, our overlords are sociopaths. So when they start preening themselves before the television cameras, saying that they're interested in democracy and the rule of law and all the rest of it, um, and that we need to protect our values, um, I, I, I say BS, right? It's the first thing I think. I think, how are they going to use such and such a pretext, either the environment or... Um, or Ukraine, or, or whatever it is, or Build Back Better. How are they going, and Build Back Better is obviously, I mean, it doesn't even pretend to be anything other than, than a grift, but how are these people going to, to use this, this uh, crisis, um, which of course they themselves would have created? Um, COVID is, is, a, is another great example. How are they going to use this to rob me? To take the money out of my hard-earned money out of my out of my wallet. So looking at the um, that is the lens. Call it cynical. That's the the lens I've only ever viewed uh, Ukraine through, um, and that's why we on the war room from day one, and, and it will come down to the New York Times piece um, in just a moment. It's why what the New York Times is saying now, after a year of this conflict, we in the war room have been saying from day one, this is an opportunity to make money for our overlords first for the military-industrial complex. And once the MIC has sucked all the marrow out of the bone of this war, the big grift uh, will be in, in the, the, the reconstruction, the rebuilding of Ukraine. Um, and, I, you know, long-standing uh, viewers on the war will have heard us talking about this. And now the New York Times has, has picked it up. And we'll, we'll come out to that article. Um, I just wanted to say, with regards to... Um, to Ukraine, however, uh, and and Munich, I cannot help but think, um, Steve, you're 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 a, a historian as well, a, a passionate historian of, of the 20th century. Um, when I heard that this this Munich security uh, conference was now, and it's a rogues gallery, right? It, it, it's it's you know you, all all our, our worst friends are there, um, from from <laughs> Ursula von der Leyen, Kamala Harris, Olaf Scholz. Uh, Emmanuel, uh, Mini Macron uh, in his, in his uh, platform shoes. They're all they're all going to be there, 
um, preening themselves in front of the television cameras. Why Munich? Well, Munich, and this is simply a speculation, 75 years ago this year was the Munich conference where the, uh, the, the world, the world leaders gathered together. Um, Neville Chamberlain had his little bit of paper, uh, peace in our time, as he called it. Um, and that was really an objective to, to stop a world war, World War II, from happening back in 1938. And they, uh, they ceded uh, the Sudetenland, which is part of northern Czechoslovakia on the Czech-German uh, border, to Germany. Uh, it wasn't enough because, obviously, uh, Hitler's plans exceeded far beyond simply uh, the Sudetenland and, uh, and the Anschluss to Austria uh, and, and all the rest of it. Um, but that's because we're dealing with, with two different phenomena. One was, a, was an ideologically expansionist, totalitarian dictatorship. And, the, and I guess what they're trying to suggest is that we can't make the mistake that we made 75 years ago in pacifying Hitler again with um, Vladimir Putin. But I think anyone who's been watching this closely and knows the history, knows the story, realizes that these are two fundamentally different phenomena. But that is what our globalist overlords will be trying to suggest. And therefore, you know, let's not repeat the accidents yeah. and the mistakes of, of the past. And therefore, we need to be all the expansionists, in. Hang on, hang on. The expansionists, this, this is why I was in 19, the expansionists are, are, are NATO in the EU. They're the ones yeah. going into the sphere of influence of what Russia's had. And you got to do, this is not about freedom, Nikki. This is about hard-nosed geopolitics. Hard-nosed geopolitics. Uh, Nick, uh, uh, Ben, just hang on. I'm going to have to hang you, have you hang on for the hour. We're going to come in and out. We're going to get back to this. I've got to go to break here in a second. But I've got, uh, I've got Pedro Gonzalez. We're going to have Nick Sorter. I got Michael Patrick Leahy. Uh, we're going to get into. You notice they're not talking about trillion dollars. The New York Times today is talking about the construction business that's going to be booming. This is all they're lathered up about. The booming construction business is going to take place in Ukraine. Okay, as as they after the, as he says as what Ben said after they've taken all the money from the arms dealers, they're going to go into rebuilding it. You notice, Ben, I missed the story in the New York Times about the construction and reconstruction and all the money is going to go into East. Palestine, Ohio, right? I, I haven't seen that yet. They kind of missed that one. So we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to be we got Harnwell, Gonzalez, Sorter, Michael Patrick Leahy, all of it. Only in the war room. We're going to go to East Palestine, Ohio to go through the lies, misrepresentations, and quite frankly, disrespect, not just for MAGA, not just for the deplorables, but for American citizens and the sovereignty of this nation and her people. All next in the war room. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. 
public, the, word, the letters sq.com, and download the app today totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Dr. Colin Call. He helps guide the Defense Department's Ukraine security assistance delivery process, which currently totals around $30 billion. It's great to have you on the show. And we're at uh, almost the one year mark since the war began. How much assistance has the U.S. provided for Ukraine? Well, as you mentioned, Mikan, thanks for having me on. Mm -hmm. uh, since the beginning of the Biden administration, about $30 billion, uh, more than $29 billion since uh, Russia uh, invaded uh, Ukraine again uh, last February. And what is that in the form of? Well, uh, the prioritization has shifted uh, as the battle has shifted. So in the initial period of the war, we were very focused on providing things like anti-tank systems like the Javelin or right. Stinger man portable air defense systems. As the conflict shifted to the east, we really focused on artillery. So howitzers, these HIMARS systems people have talked about. And in the current period of the fight, we're focused on air defense and armor. I'm curious about the training that might be happening and if more will be happening. And also, is there too much of a delay? Like when you hear the intensity from the Ukrainians, it's as if they need, you know, obviously what they need now. And yet then when you hear about the delivery, which you're involved with, it takes often months to get uh, one, you know, if you're doing helicopters or Abrams tanks, it's, mm -hmm. it's a months long process. Well, I mean, obviously, if you're Ukraine and you're in an existential fight for the survival yeah. of your nation, you want everything and you want it right now. Uh, I would say as someone who's worked at the Pentagon for a number of years to include before this administration, if you had told me a year ago we could have delivered $29 billion of security mm -hmm. assistance to anywhere on planet Earth, I would have told you that you're you were crazy. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so in most instances, especially when we're drawing down from our own stocks, uh -huh. uh, it's days between the, when the president signs that presidential drawdown and when start and stuff starts to flow into Ukraine. Uh -huh. So, Dr. Call, two questions on further future assistance. First would be, we know that Republicans have raised uh, concerns. They say there just won't be a blank check. Um, how worried are you? How, first of all, how much longer will this money last? Yeah. And then the concern is, will you to get more? And then what do you say that also the GOP criticisms that this money, it can't be tracked, how it's being used over there? And they lean on the idea of corruption in Kyiv. Yeah, well, look, uh, I'll say this. Uh, the Congress has been very generous in providing uh, assistance for Ukraine in two types of uh, buckets, these presidential drawdown that allows us to draw out of our own DOD stocks, and then what's called USAI money, which allows us to contract mm -hmm. uh, for weapons. Uh, we believe we have uh, an, uh, a, you know, a good amount uh, to last us through this fiscal year. Um, you know, in terms of uh, whether we can track it, I mean, sometimes you've heard that we're not going fast enough, and other times you hear we're going too fast and can't keep track of what we're providing. So it's a little damned if you do, damned if you don't. But in mm -hmm. this case, we're making sure that uh, everything we send in is uh, accounted for. We've worked with the Ukrainians to make sure they're scanning the objects, reporting to uh, the folks we have in the embassy. Now, obviously, this is a war zone, uh, so that creates some constraints. But uh, we have to be good stewards of taxpayer uh, dollars, and that's what we're doing. Has there been a special inspector general uh, nominated yet or put in place to oversee the spending? 
Yes. Uh, well, there there is an oversight process, both <laughs> okay. internal and then uh, whatever okay. Congress needs, we'll provide. Get her name. That was the. By the way, has okay. That's just all lies, spin, and misrepresentation. The way they count. Fox News had it yesterday. Two hundred billion dollars in military aid and in humanitarian. When they humanitarian is, we're paying for their GDP, um, and that's also the obligations through this year. It's two hundred million. And it's only going up. Pedro Gonzalez, you just got back from East Palestine, Ohio, with the hardworking citizens of this nation. Compare and contrast that to what you're hearing about Ukraine, and particularly this kind of, oh, you know, you got these hard right extremist Republicans. That are, and you saw, you saw his smirk. You saw the uh, Lemire uh, asked the question, and, and, and Dr. Uh, what Colin Call had the, had the smirk. Uh, Pedro Gonzalez, your perspective and observation, sir. Yeah, I, I don't think it's an exaggeration at all to say that these people care more about Ukrainians and their kleptocracy than they do about middle Americans in little East Palestine, Ohio. This is a village of 5,000 people. It's 98% white. It's blue collar. A lot of the people there are, you know, the, the quintessential middle American voter, the people that voted Democrat for many, many years and then flipped for the Republican Party in 2016 to vote for Trump because he was speaking their language when he talked about economic populism. These are these are the again these are the quintessential forgotten people of America, and everything that you just saw in that interview, from the haughtiness to the preoccupation with foreign affairs and an irrelevant country that has nothing to do with the American interest. That's it. I mean, that is why, again, the, the people in this part of Ohio feel like they've been completely abandoned by their government. That was my impression from visiting uh, the other day. I, I spent several hours in East Palestine talking to locals, and I, I actually went there to get answers, and I left with more questions. But it's precisely because the people there don't have any idea about what's going on in their own backyard because they don't trust the federal government. They, they don't feel like they're being taken care of by the people who are supposed to be managing this crisis. And yet you turn on the TV and you constantly hear about how we need to get more money to Ukraine, more aid for Zelensky. Um, it's, it's a shame. I mean, I, I tweeted this yesterday that every politician who has conflated the Ukrainian interest with, America, with the American interest, especially in light of what's going on right now in East Palestine, it should be ashamed of themselves. It's really, really disgusting. And I don't care if it's a Republican or a Democrat. Shame on them for subordinating the American interest to Ukraine. I want to go back to something you said, even about taking care of them. And this is, you know, that we just got ranked number one by Brookings and then the New York Times did this piece of the number one rated mis misinformation. And one of the things the woman who did the uh, who did the analysis for Brookings said that he calls into question every day the institutions uh, and political processes in this nation. And our response is damn right. We, we wear this with the badge of honor. Is it even before you get to the take care of them, isn't a more deeper and fundamental issue is that they can't get a straight answer, whether it's from DeWine, yeah. whether it's from EPA, yeah. whether it's from FEMA. I mean, it's the misdirection plays. It's all this general stuff. You don't know, you know, one, the train derailed. That's a whole separate issue. And, and <clears throat> you know, they don't they want to take all the blue collar guys off the train, work in the train and put a computer up there. But then you got the controlled release. You got the controlled burn. You got afterwards. 
isn't their fundamental problem is everybody lies to them or just spins or because they're just trash. They don't, they're just in the way. They don't matter. So they're not worthy of your time to give them a straight answer. Pedro Gonzalez. Yeah, that's right. And again, the people that live there are in the dark about what's happening literally in their own backyard. Precisely for that reason, they they can't get a straight answer from anyone. They obviously don't trust the railroad company. They mostly feel that the mayor has done a great job, but he's in over his head and ultimately, you know, in the dark himself because he can't get answers that he needs. When I was there yes, uh, yesterday, I obtained a copy of his schedule, and I think this was also reported by local news, that a representative from Norfolk Southern was supposed to appear at the East Palestine High School Auditorium for a question and answer with locals, but they didn't show because they said they didn't feel safe, which is exactly how locals feel, right? Now, I spoke to people who uh, have have experienced rashes. I spoke to people who woke up in the middle of the night uh, and, and their children started puking because of what was in the air and they had to flee their homes at three in the morning and not knowing what had happened and then coming back uh, to the town and just seeing this black cloud towering over East Palestine. And they they were at ground zero, ground zero, and they still don't really have any answers. They don't even know if they should be home. And what's worse is that there are people who, even if they shouldn't be there for you know health reasons or whatever, or they want to leave, they can't. This is an economically depressed town. How are they going to afford to just get up and go? And at the same time, you have the the uh, values of homes already in the area are decreasing. So good luck selling your house. I mean, it's really really shameful and disgusting what's going on and, and how these people are being treated and how, again, they're being left in the dark. And it's really, I think, useful to contrast that with our obsession with Ukraine. Go back to that video that you played earlier with Nikki Haley and her eyes light up as she's talking about Ukraine. You know, it's it's not that she thinks its interests are equivalent with, with American interests, but they're somehow superior. And I, I, I would ask people like Nikki Haley to spend a day in East Palestine and talk to people who live there and look in their faces and see the frustration and confusion and sadness and uncertainty that's kind of lingering over them and then talk to me. She talks about, and by the way, you know, for people who served and defended freedom, uh, it, it has a, and we, that's why we don't like freedom and liberty thrown around as light terms and used as always the, the uh, like patriotism used to be, right? The last, uh, what, uh, um, place to hide for for a scoundrel i think it was ben johnson said that um the um this use of the tone of freedom the freedom of the ukraine people in a slavic war over the eastern speak eastern the russian uh speaking eastern border of ukraine eight thousand miles away versus the freedom what does she not get about the freedom or no freedom of the people in east palestine uh pedro gonzalez well i think Nikki Vilas, uh, excuse me, I, com I combined two things that I wanted to say. Nikki Haley is suffering from a brain virus that abstracts America into a thing that's not actually home to a real flesh and blood people. It's just an idea, right? And it's an idea that has to be exported. It's an idea that you can see represented in places like Ukraine, even though Ukrainians are not fighting for that idea. Nikki Haley kind of imposes it on them. And that's a really dangerous place to be. I mean, it's it's. I've often likened this to the French Jacobins who started these revolutionary wars to spread what started in France across Europe. 
these were really destructive wars, uh, and they also uh, coincided with a domestic crackdown on wartime dissent, which is what we know as the, the Reign of Terror, actually. The, the Reign of Terror in France was actually a crackdown on wartime dissent. Um, but I think, again, Pedro, hang on, Pedro, Pedro, just hang, hang, hang on one second, because I want to get into this further. When you say Reign of Terror, you get my ear. I'm perking up. <laughs> Pedro Gonzalez Chronicles, the editor of Chronicles. I got Ben Harnwell trying to track down Nick Sorter, Michael Patrick Leahy. It's about Ohio. Working class people, the deplorables, MAGA, the backbone of this nation. Next. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy. And they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers services with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Use your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Um, we got Nick Sorter. We're going to get into him uh, in a minute. He got a response out of uh, um, Mike DeWine. Sorter's been all over this thing, doing great reporting on the scene. Uh, Pedro Gonzalez Chronicles. Um, continue on, sir, because here's what we got to get straight as a country, right? We're, we're putting $200 billion, right now, $200 billion. That's, and it's going to be unlimited. And it's immoral because we've lied to the Ukrainian people. Right now, and this is why the first time, I think it was um, one of the British papers, I put it up this morning on Getter, said the winter offensive, the winter offensive by the Russians has started. And they're pounding these guys. Somebody said 30, I think the FT the other day, Financial Times, said 30,000 rounds a day artillery. They're getting pounded back to the Stone Age. You look at those buildings, it's like Dresden at the end of World War II. Remember, these things always end up as wars of annihilation. That's what World War II was, a war of annihilation at the end. It's not, so don't believe Studs Turco, it's not some good war. That's some fantasy you've been sold. And that's not about the valor and courage and dedication of the greatest generation of this nation and the Brits, okay? But that was the Western part. The, the killing fields, the bloodlands is exactly where it is now. And it's going to be just as bad as we get sucked into this vortex when we had these uh, happy talk, um, you know, neocons like Nikki Haley babbling. It's just nonsense. We're in, a, we're in the third world war. And you know who fights and get, you know who fights and, and sacrifices? It's the sons and daughters of East Palestine, Ohio. And when you lose them by your lying and you're treating them like trash, once you lose that, you don't have a country anymore. Uh, yeah. Pedro Gonzalez, thoughts and observations. 
I think it was jo- it was either John Mearsheimer or Doug McGregor that said that U.S. policy in Ukraine is to fight Russia to the last Ukrainian, to basically throw as many Ukrainians as possible on Russian swords for the our foreign policy, or rather Washington, D.C.'s foreign policy objectives of their, and it is really ghoulish. I mean, and you can go back, briefly look at the history of all of the things that made this war inevitable, and what you'll find is, is that the United States at every conceivable turn, put the world on this collision course. Again, that's not to say that the American people did that, because obviously they didn't. They had no say in this, right? But that's just the reality of it. And that's part of the problem is is precisely that, that our government, our policies are ultimately unaccountable to Americans. And again, this, this goes back to uh, East Palestine. The response from the government from our transportation czar has been that basically these things happen. These things happen all the time. There are thousands of derailments every year. This is unfortunate. However, it's nothing out of the usual. Now, contrast that again to the urgency, to the virtually unlimited amount of resources and attention and money and aid that we're sending to Ukraine as fast as humanly possible. We're not seeing that during a crisis in here in, in the American heartland that's actually affecting uh, the lives of Americans in direct and really concerning ways. Um, there, are, there are people that I spoke to that have shops in downtown East Palestine, and they told me that they come to work and, and they still will develop uh, kind of a, like a burning sensation in their throat and eyes. Uh, that people will walk into their stores and that they can still kind of smell this chemical smell. And and these are just, you know, people that are passing through like myself. These people in East Palestine, they don't have a choice. You talk about freedom. These people are not free to go anywhere. They can't afford it. Their homes are there. I spoke to a family that worked, uh, the, the both the husband and wife work at a, at a ceramics uh, factory that was actually very close to where the train derailed. And this factory is home to uh, kilns that are over 100 years old. Th- these two people um, have lived in East Palestine their entire lives. They actually met in high school there. They, they've never left. The only, Actually, in fact, the only time that the husband has ever left East Palestine was for a six-year period when he served in the Air Force. Other than that, East Palestine is all he knows. They have nowhere to go. These people don't have freedom to leave, to get up and go. And in fact, they probably don't want to because they love this town. That's why they're there. They're not there because of the opportunity. They're there because it's home. And the fact is, is that people like Nikki Haley and Joe Biden and you know Republicans and Democrats who are preoccupied with Ukraine don't care about these people. And it's really shameful. It's disgusting and revolting. And we're going to stop it. And we're going to stop it in the House of Representatives. Here's how much money we're going to give to Ukraine. Nothing. If the, we've, okay, we did this in World War I. We did it again in World War II. We did it again in the Cold War. Three times a charm. Fourth time, it's on the EU. All those people in Davos and the ski resorts, all those people in Austria, all those people in northern Italy, all those people in France and in Germany, Germany and the, the, the Scandinavian countries. And, hey, for good, let's go to Chelsea and uh, Knightsbridge over in, the, in London. Cough it up. You want to do it? We got no problem. You pay for it. And you're absolutely correct. Mersheimer's correct is that we're, we're fighting Russia to the last Ukraine. It's immoral. What Mersheimer said, we're going to lead these people down the primrose path and then abandon them at the yeah. end. And this is what yeah. you're seeing now is they're getting pounded. Pedro, how do people get to your uh, Twitter, all your social media and chronicles? Where do they get your where do they get to your writing and your thinking, sir? 
you can read my column at Chronicles at chroniclesmagazine.org, and my social media and my other writing is available at contra.substack.com. Pedro, thank uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for going there. We'll be back in touch. Appreciate it. Thank you. Pedro, one of the smartest uh, young men out there. Let's go to uh, Nick Sortor. He's been all over this. Uh, Nick, we're going to try to get the clip. I don't think we have it yet from Newsmax, but but talk to us about what you did with Mike DeWine and what we're hearing about his response, sir, and why you did it. So essentially what happened was uh, Mike DeWine had been uh, asked to come on Newsmax to respond to the video uh, that I had posted yesterday of <laughs> – a resident's backyard stream and the just sheer amount of chemicals that was in this water. Uh, it, 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 we basically, we, we threw a rock in the water and this, this big pool of chemicals that had just really, a really toxic smell came up off the bottom of the Creek bed and essentially turned the stream into a rainbow. Uh, the video that you're seeing right there, has now gotten 12 million views across all platforms. Um, and that's in 16 hours. So, you know, it's it's getting to the point where government officials do have to respond to this because it's really making them look bad, as it should. Because this is something that, you know, they've been telling the residents here that, oh, the, 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 the water's clean. You know, we've gotten, uh, we've burned out all the chemicals that were in the stream. And, you know, everything should be fine, you know, but... Uh, they were even talking the other day about kids playing in the water. I can't even imagine having my kids go within, you know, 100 yards of this water. A lot of people won't even let their kids back into the town because of the water contamination. So uh, having this video go out there, I, I'm really hoping that it's going to, you know, maybe drive some action from them. But uh, but we'll see because Mike DeWine came on there and, and uh, again, denied that there's any sort of issue. Hang on, I want to go through, by the way, we're going to push this video, we had it up last night, uh, in the audience response, it was incredible, Nick. Nick, I, I want to bifurcate it, because, you know, Pedro's brought the thing about Buttigieg and the de derailment, and of course, if these trains were going through East Hampton, the Hamptons, they'd be, they'd be solved, but they're going through the heartland of America, and that's where you've seen these de derailments, and that's big. Right. But my right. biggest beef is post-derailment. When the, when the things are on the side of the road, they had the first explosion, and then they're on the side of the road with the liquid in it, and they got to make a decision what they're going to do. And next thing you know, we're doing a uh, we're doing a uh, what is it? A, a, well, they, they 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 do a controlled release of the, of the liquid because they're afraid it's going to blow up. And then and they've dug a ditch. It goes in the ditch, and then they just burn it. And and you can't get a straight answer from anybody. Who came up with the idea of the control release just out into the atmosphere? Why didn't it go into other trucks? Why didn't you, and who decided to burn it in this city with all these kids and people there? And this is why I know we got them because we've gone to Leahy's gone to EPA. We've gone everywhere. And you can't find anybody will take responsibility for it. And now right. what they've done to cover them, they've allowed the people. I mean, they had the kids come back into school. They took a year off, had the kids in masks. Because of, of, of the CCP COVID-19 virus, a year. And, and they couldn't, four days after they're blowing, they're putting phosgene gas, you know, like, like the Battle of the Somme in World War One. Mm -hmm. They got phosgene going up, and they got the little kids back in school on Monday. Nick Sorter, your right. thoughts and observations. So one thing that a lot of people don't know is in this backyard where this stream is, 
the stream actually runs really close to the to the railroad tracks, and you can see very clearly where that water ran from the ditch, you know, where this controlled burn was, or controlled burn, if that's what you want to call it. It, it runs almost straight into this to this stream, and but I mean you can go miles down the stream and you're going to get the same result. You're going to see the same uh, uh, amount of chemicals in the water because we we tested that as well. Um, but digging that ditch didn't do anything to, to help. That's that's hardly a controlled release because you just released it into the waterways. Right. You know, and, and exactly. I mean it was it was a. Exactly. Totally stupid decision. Exactly. Uh, and you're right. We have no idea who's. I've been asking that question every well, no, single day. No, 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 no. Hang, hang, hang on. This, I want to be precise. Because at the time, and I'm not trying to single out and pick on Northern Southern. They got their, Norfolk Southern, they got their own deal they got to do. It's not a stupid decision for the railroad. They got to get the tanks off the track and get the track back open again and start moving freight, right? For them, right. it's the logical thing. Let's get the let's tell them it's going to blow up in shards. Let's pump it out and then burn it. That's a, if we got if we got to do a control from that to a truck or another train. That's going to take too long. That could take a week. No, let's dump it out. Let's do a control release. Oh, they got the creek next to it. It's going to fall in the creek. We don't care. We're going to burn the rest, right? Right. I guarantee you could yep. probably burn. You could probably light a match in that creek, and it would it would burn it for would a week. Light up. Yet I'm the people, you. yes, Nick. The, the the people there think they're treated like trash, that they just don't matter, and they're just nuisances that are in the way here, sir? Absolutely. What what they want is uh, is some sort of um, – and they're, they're finally starting to get it just a little bit – is some sort of recognition from the, the, the federal government. Why did it take 13 days for the EPA administrator to come in? for uh, one of the largest environmental disasters in modern American history, right? It's because they didn't want anything to do with these people. And these people knew that. They knew it. They thought from, you know, because everybody was worried about the uh, the, the balloons and such last week. And they a lot of them think that it, that was a big cover-up, uh, that uh, that was a, a distraction anyway. And they do firmly believe that. But when it comes to how they're feeling right now, I think they feel that as soon as the media coverage goes away, that the federal government's going to go away as well. They think the federal government is just stalling, um, doing you know much of nothing, and they feel about that, that that way about Mike DeWine too. If I'm completely honest with you, they don't trust anything that comes out of that guy's mouth, uh, especially and they're especially mad he didn't show up to the town hall the other day, and they're not able to ask him any questions either. So. Oh no, he's not. He That's can't it. answer. Nick, if you can, I know you got to get back to the reporting. Just hang on for one second. Take a short break. Uh, Nick Sortor's with us. We're going to take a short break. Try and track down Leahy. We're all over this East Palestine. Remember, this shows you the managed decline of our country. And actually, I would argue right now it shows you the bottom falling out of the country. You look at the veterans and and those that gave their lives in in defense of this country over in Iraq and Afghanistan. Where they come from is the heartland of this nation. They come from the little towns and villages of East Palestine, Ohio, okay? When you lose those people, you've lost your country. And when those people feel like, hey, we're just trash, we're just in the way, that's when you lose a nation. That's why this story is so important. This story gets to the heart. This and the Ukraine get to the heart of it all, the thing itself. Remember, always keep the main thing, the main thing. Short break, back in the war in just a second. We're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. 
covidtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. covidtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly 250 grand. And covidtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, uh, by the way, we're putting up stuff 24-7. We got all our contributors up there. We're putting up live streams. We're going to be live streaming all day today, tomorrow, over the weekend. Catch it all on Getter. I'm an idiot. You're not. I can download it and use it. You should be able to, too. And it's totally, completely free, all the content up there. Nick Sortra, you've done incredible uh, reporting. Your video of the creek, which, you know, a picture's worth uh, 10,000 words, uh, just cut to it. It's got, what, 12 million I'm sure it's going to be 20 million in a couple hours because uh, it, it shows all the lies and misrepresentations. Walk us through where's your reporting going? You're going to be there. Um, tell us where this story's going from your perspective right now, sir. So, what I think is going to, uh, I, I think that, like I said, uh, this video is hopefully going to uh, really force the government's hand and address this problem because I think they were really hoping that nobody was going to see this right now because there's no way in hell anybody was, you know, from Norfolk Southern or the EPA or anybody knew that this was actually a problem, right? They had, they, they've had to have been waiting in this water at some point, you know, at, at a minimum just to put the booms up. So, but how come we didn't know about this until now? How come it took some, uh, some Twitter reporter to go out there and, and figure it out by throwing a rock in the water. You know, I, it, nobody had seen this stuff before. And then luckily J.D. Vance picked up on it, too, and he put he pushed it out there. And uh, and I think there's, there's been a lot of waves made off of it. And I, I really, really sincerely hope that if we uh, and believe that if we keep pushing on this, they're going to have to do something. They're, they're going to have to do something. They can't no, leave we'll- it like this. We're going to force their hand. we got a couple of things up our sleeves I think are going to help Dude. assist this. Nick, how do people get to you and follow your reporting? Uh, best place to do it is going to uh, Twitter, and uh, it's at Nick Sorter. It's right there, at 
uh, N-I-C-K-S-O-R-T-O-R. And I pretty much live tweet it throughout the day. And we try to uh, keep everybody as updated as possible on it. Uh, as soon as things develop, it's on my Twitter. You look at CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, The Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Washington Post, add them all up, round them all up, billion-dollar operations, multi-billion-dollar operations. You got one guy out there, one smart, brave guy out there that has people's back on a Twitter account, and he's doing millions and millions of views. Why? Because it's it's cutting through what corporate media has failed to do, okay, because they're in on the long con here. Nick, right. uh, tell the you. people out there we got their back, and we're all we're all over the war room, ain't backing off this thing, and the warriors like you out there that are going to report this and make sure we get to the bottom of it. So uh, thank you very much. Thank you so Honored much, to have you on here, sir. Thank you, Thanks. Steve. God bless. Thank you, brother. Um, I want to bring in I've, – I've got a very special guest. I think we may hold to the top of the hour. I want to bring in Joe Reek. Not that Joe's not special. Joe, look – you got train derailments. You know, we've been all over this thing. You got, you know, the, 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 the situation of the control release was a disaster and a lie. The control burn is terrible. You've got, you never know. You're in East Ohio. You're in East Palestine, Ohio. They're on the Pennsylvania border, 50 miles northwest of Pittsburgh, right, right outside of Youngstown and up there near Akron. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, your life is changed. It happened at 9 o'clock at night. Your life has changed from that moment forward. This is why everybody in this audience, you don't have to be a prepper. You know, you don't have to be a guy that's going to move to northern Idaho. God bless them. Love northern Idaho. <laughs> May have a, know a couple of three people up there. In, in the middle of anywhere in this country, it can happen anytime, any place, for any reason. This is why you got it. You owe it to yourself and your family to be on top of things. And we try to give you access to the smartest people and the best organizations to allow you to assist you in being on top of things. Joe Reek. You know, that's exactly right, Steve. And it's the type of messaging that we've been doing here at My Patriot Supply. And, and I hope these, these events help people understand that you don't have to be living near a fault line. You don't have to be living in Florida to be affected by hurricanes or earthquakes. These are things that happen anywhere. And it doesn't have to be a natural disaster. It could be mom or dad losing a job. It could be anything that affects the family. And that's why over here at My Patriot Supply, we're passionate about helping people. You know, since the balloon and the awareness that we were that close to having an EMP explode over the middle of the U.S., taking down our power grid, orders for emergency food and survival gear like anti-radiation tablets, Faraday bags to protect against EMPs, they've all quadrupled. And since then, there's been other stories coming out where crafts or balloons have been shot down. And the stories that they're telling us makes no sense to Americans. Customers are calling us here at My Patriot Supply. They know they're not hearing the whole story or really any of the real story of how close we were to a natural disaster. You know, we talk about these train derailments, these home shot videos of the contamination of the land and water sources around East Palestine, Ohio and into Pennsylvania. Have people preparing for those types of disasters as well? The important thing is, Steve, is time's running out. There's going to come a time where we're not going to have access to these items. There's going to be a time where we're not going to have the supplies available. And so the time to act is now. And we can see how quickly life can change. Like you said, overnight, the people in, in Palestine, their lives have been dramatically altered because of this one event. And again, my Patriot Supply, we're here to help people become prepared. 
because nobody is going to nobody cares more about your survival than you. The government's not going to come help you out. The government's not going to come bail you or, or come save you. It takes days. It takes weeks for them to even mobilize. Right. Again, that's even no. if they want to come. I mean, t- Phoenix t- should be in Ohio right now, t- and they're not. Take, 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 take East Palestine, Ohio. They're not coming because you don't count. The only person you count to is yourself and y- you and your family. you got to have total self-reliance here. Uh, Joe, how do they get to your guys, to your advisors right now, the consultants? Wh- wh- where do they call? What's the website? What's the uh, what's the phone number? So give us a call. We have preparedness specialists ready to help. We have water filtration systems that they can walk you through and get the proper amount of filters for you and your family. Call us. The number is 866-229-0927. You can visit our website, mypatriotsupply.com. Get it done now. Take the initiative and get prepared for you and your family because you're the only one that can save yourself. Brother, thank you very much. Really, really glad and honored that you're on here to help everybody. Go check it out right now. What's happening in East Palestine? Yeah, we're here for you guys. Thank you, Joe. Short break. The next hour is going to be on fire. 90 seconds. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 